Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. What a day we had yesterday down at the DW Stadium. Not only was we all back in there, but you just cannot write scripts like this. A 95th minute winner. Superb. Anyway, Sunday, we've got a buzzing crew in today. Myself, Barry Worthington. With me, we've got Adam Pendlebury. How are you doing, lads? Hello. Hello. Yeah, as you can imagine, quite happy after yesterday. Yeah, absolutely delighted to be here today to talk about this. Let's crack on with that atmosphere and the queues outside the ground. The queue I was in, it was absolutely buzzing. <laughs> I thought, what's going on here? Queue, I've never seen anything like it, not since Premier League days. Queuing up to get in the DLB Stadium to watch the Latics. That had me excited in itself. Yeah, and for the second week uh, in a row, we've uh, we decided that we're not bothering with three o'clock kickoffs. We've gone for another 3.15 kickoff, which... Builds the atmosphere up even more. And then obviously the um, the nice touch before the kickoff as well, doesn't it? With the uh, another appearance for my uncle on the big screen uh, for, for all those Latics fans that we've lost since the last time we've been in the ground. So it's, uh, you know, it was nice, nice to see that. And then, you know, finally the game kicked off. <laughs> You've been waiting for it for a long time. So I think we could wait an extra 15 minutes, couldn't we? I think it took um, to allow more than 15 minutes to do his lap of honour, didn't it? I mean, what a reception they got as well. Not only him, but his father-in-law, Mr. Al Jasmine. What a reception. That was brilliant. You struggle to think of anything similar, won't you? I don't, I don't even think the reception of bringing the FA Cup onto the pitch got anything like that. It was fantastic. A real outpouring of emotion, weren't it? And uh, what, it got me when, when they all got in the centre circle and they said, we're going to have the, uh, like you've just mentioned, Adam, the minutes applause. And and to a man, all the players were looking up that screen, the Rotherham players and the Rotherham supporters as well. And I, fa- I found that very moving. It was so so special to be involved in that, I thought. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I think it, it's one of those moments in it where the rivalries are just melt away because, you know, Rotherham are going to be in exactly the same boat. You know, there's going to be Rotherham fans who, who've sadly been lost during the pandemic. It's a moment to come together and share those losses. It didn't take them 10 minutes, though, to start singing, your ground's too big for you, which I, th- I thought was quite amusing. I mean, <laughs> once that ball got kicked up, you know, the sporting rivalries came in, didn't they? Which is, you expect, you wouldn't want nothing else, would you? On the pitch as well, there were some, uh, some tasty tackles in that first half, weren't there? It was, it was, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen some people saying, you know, we, they didn't think we played well and all the rest of it, but... I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. I enjoyed the occasion. I enjoyed being in. You know, we're not going to play like Barcelona every week, are we? We know, we know it's a it's work in progress. And... You have components, don't they, Barry? You know, there's lots of components to a team and you've got to say, you know, the centre-backs and the uh, goalkeeper uh, and also, you know, Naylor as well in the defensive midfield. I think they all had brilliant games. We kept them very quiet, Adam. I, I agree with you there. I think they just had one chance, really, didn't they, where they rattled the bar with that header, which was, to be fair, a very good move, a great cross, and he got his head on it. And then Lang cleared it away from underneath the bar, didn't he? Yeah, they looked Will's... a decent start. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, Will Keane's uh, chance in the first half, where from the, uh, was it Wyke who's won the ball back? And then he, he, he flicked it to him, didn't he? And he as Keane was rushing in, and he, if it had been a footlaw of that, he'd, he'd have volleyed it into the uh, 
the roof of the net, but it was just too high and he had to stretch for it. He, could, he was on an hat trick yesterday, Will King, weren't he? I'm buzzing here. I'm still buzzing. That chance yeah, well, he missed I'll before. Give you, I'll, give you the first, I'll give you the first one. That was a very difficult chance. The second yeah, one. but the second one, when he stood at the back post and closed his eyes. The second one, I'd gone up because there was no way he was missing from there. I, I was already up on my feet. It was one of those that it looked a lot more difficult to miss, didn't it? Yeah, he yeah, must have that, closed his eyes, or he must have been thinking about sprinting to the to the fans after it yeah, rippled got, in the back of the net. He got early, Ali, with his he got early with his celebration. And... You know, fear not, he, he got the he got the uh, the goal at the end. But just before we get to that, because that was that goal came from a from a free kick, which the referee awarded. And we talk about the officials all the time. I'm not going to let them spoil yesterday's occasion, but they were they were a proper shower this week again, weren't they? What one instance from the from the line over on the east side? Rotherham had a throw in, and he threw the ball. They were throw fell throwing throughout the game, but this particular incident, he threw, he threw the ball and it bounced out of play before it went into play. It's just so obvious that it was a foul throw. The Latics players stopped. Rotherham carried on and they built an attack from it. It was absolutely, it was unbelievable. No, it was very, I mean, I think we've been saying it, haven't we, for the, well, say the last couple of years, but even before then, you know, when, when we've been in this division before, that the standard of refereeing is very poor. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy to referee, but some of it is just very, very basic stuff that they're getting wrong. You know, last week's referee was absolutely terrible and I think oh, the, this guy wasn't far off to be honest so yeah it's, um, it's been an interesting start with the uh, officials but we'll look forward to Barry's ref watch later yeah indeed indeed it's a good one this week talking of the referee he did get something wrong uh, something right sorry the awarding of that free kick when Callum Lang was dragging oh he was dragging the defender all over the place because the defender had two arms around Callum's waist. But the referee was giving him a little bit of advantage until he got into the position where, where it was perfect for an in-swinging free kick, and that's when he blew. And yeah, it was brilliant by Lang. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll carry him, I'll carry him, I'll carry him. Right, now I'm in the right spot, I'll drop. <laughs> yeah, it's good, yeah. good, good strength, that, from, from Lang, really, and good positive running. Uh, you know, and he, he, when he does that, he's very hard to stop because he's strong and he's quick. So yeah, it was it was good. And then Max Power comes over. You're never quite sure, are you, with Max? <laughs> I was thinking to myself, this is going to be a safe stand, but he uh, he got he got it right, didn't he? He got it he got it absolutely right. You know, it was a, couldn't have put a ball in better than that, could you? Really, you know. Hang on, Will Keane's head. Perfect. Thank you very much. We sat there and I got my phone out. I thought, shall, shall I record it? So Loki in front of me said, oh, are you confident? I thought, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I'm tempting fate. So I put put my phone back in my pocket. And then you could just see, like you say, Adam, it was a perfect, perfect flight on that ball, curling in towards with all the players rushing in. All it needed was that little touch on it and it was in the back of the net. And that's what happened. But the explosion around the stadium when that went in was just so incredible. I looked straight away to the, what I'm going to call the Royal Box from now on, where Talal was sat. <laughs> and they were, there was a line of people with blue and white scarves. Obviously, Talal was one of them, jumping up and down, and the scarves were above their heads, and 
everywhere you looked around the ground, it was just fantastic. It really, it was such an explosion of passion that it was a massive release. It topped the day off for me. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got you got to the bits of the first half where Rotherham were on the top, and I, you know, I'm thinking, don't spoil the party. Don't spoil. You know, it's been absolutely fantastic. Welcome for Talal. You know, everybody's back in. Everybody's buzzing. Don't spoil the party. And then, obviously, that goal goes in at that time. You know they're not coming back, and you're like, right, this is really, this is really a party now. The explosion of noise, the whole place just went mad, didn't it? I mean, Liam Richardson said in his uh, post match that he thought the roof were coming off. It's, it's what football's about, isn't it? It's what really actually watching live football's about. Because yeah, I'm sure we'd all be jumping up and down in the living room, but it's not the same, is it, as being with all no. the other people and hearing the noise around you and and for the players as well. I mean, again, you score late goals and, you know, we got that one at Bristol Rovers last year, I think, and you could see it meant a lot to the players, but, but you could like hear them all talking and stuff. It's not the same, is it, as like when, when you're running over to the crowd and, you know, everyone's singing your name when you scored the goal and, you know, it must give must give the players such a boost as well, confidence-wise, moving in moving forward, you know, into the next game. Because if, if his last memory of the game was missing that header, it's not quite the same, is it, as... Uh, putting one in the back of the net after 95 minutes. You know, no, so no. The only thing that disappointed me about that goal in the celebration was the fact that Mr. Thorpe weren't seen running down them steps with both <laughs> hands aloft, screaming, oh, go on, what? Kino! I wanted, to see, I wanted to see Mr. Thorpe on pitch doing a David Pleat. I, I wasn't at the end of the row this time. I, I was last time when I did that down the step. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's just, it, you know, it's hard to find words that are different to the words that we've already used to top it off with a last minute winner and three points like like you started with you can't write scripts or, or well you could write scripts but nobody would believe them no. and that's the thing is that, that it's not you're not asking somebody to believe it they were there it was real yeah well we've we run a poll on the uh twitter account uh, man of the match I didn't realise you could only pick four people for them polls on Twitter, so I'll have to think of doing it some other way next 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 game. Anyway, uh, I put four up. Whether you agreed with them or not is a different matter. Callum Lang, Will Keane, Tendaya Dariqua and Max Power were the four options. Like you said, there's cases to be made for other players like Watmore and, and Watts, who were superb together. Ben Amos played well. I, I agree with you, I thought. Tom Naylor did very well in midfield. Jason, uh, Jason Cousins. I'm going to have to start calling him Jason. Answer. <laughs> Jordan Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> Jordan Cousins uh, changed the game as well when he came on. He's quite a quality player. Uh, Stevie Humphries. You know, there's so many different people you could. You could there, were not, there was no. There was no outstanding player in my view. It's, it was a very difficult one to give a. Yeah. Well, you said that, but but the supporters have spoken, and they've picked with 58 percent of the vote. Will Keane. So, Will Keane, man of the match. Congratulations. Yeah, it's hard to look past the goal scorer, isn't it? <laughs> On a game yeah. like that. <laughs> if it had put his other two in, would have been singing his praises. And my yeah. uh, my likeness, uh, liking him to Zinedine Zidane, Zinedine Keane, <laughs> would, you know, be still ringing through. Yeah, keeping a record of this, Barry, for our player of the season this of year. Of course we are, yes. So, Will Keane is winning at this moment in time. 10,217 on. Happy with that? Good crowd? Yeah, because yeah, there weren't thinking. so many in the in the far end, with it, and I still think you've got people that are going to be a little bit reluctant because of COVID. Yeah, I know, I know masks were pretty much absent yesterday. I saw one or two with masks on, but that was it. Um, I still think you'll have a few that are a little bit reluctant. 
historically, August is always is never a, a a month that that we have large attendances when you look down. Apart from obviously when we go in the Premier League against Chelsea, but historically we never have massive crowds, and the bank holiday ones always a little bit down. So for me, I was I was very happy with ten thousand. I, I predicted somewhere between ten and eleven, and and that's what we got. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I mean it was decent decent following. Ish from them, wasn't it? Probably about twelve hundred, maybe, which was which was okay. Uh, let's see what's on on Tuesday. I think it'd be significantly less on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good start. It's nice to get over that ten bracket, you know, to start off. I mean, if you think back, first ever game in that stadium at this level, I think there was six thousand nine hundred on, maybe something like that. You know, so our fan base has grown, hasn't it, over the you know the last sort of fifteen twenty years. Um, can't see really unless we have a you know when we play a Sheffield Wednesday or a Bolton you know those sort of teams Sunderland I can't see us going much higher than that this season um, but like you said there might be the odd bumper one to get but the, I think the average is going to be around maybe eight and a half I think possibly which I think be reasonable really for a League One season Um Depends how we do as well, doesn't it? Because, you know, football fans are very fickle, aren't they? <laughs> as, soon as, uh, as soon as there's a bit of success, you'll soon see people flooding back in. So good to be back. Seen so many faces and friendly faces that we've not seen for quite a while. Um, talking of which, friendly faces, the, we missed the EFL draw last week because we were recording. Uh, and we'd only pulled Bolton out the hat. We've got Bolton coming down a week or Tuesday which is it's a bit of a massive game, really, isn't it, for us at this stage of the season. And the ticket pricing is uh, is been set to attract a good crowd, 15 quid for adults, 8 quid for kids. Um, good draw, good pricing, what do we think? Yeah, can't say. Ball I mean, counts. Yeah. A lot local rivals, you know, I think we've played them twice before in this competition. Um, I think we, we, we won it. Bolton in a two-legged tie. I think Bobby Campbell scored an hat-trick and then we did them in the quarter-final, I think, the year we got to uh, Cardiff. So we had a few meetings in the FA Cup as well along the way. But, yeah, this is... Um, it's probably one of the best ties you could have, really, at this stage of the competition because your big sides are not in yet because of European football. So, um, but... It's and also it's a winnable game, isn't it? You know that's the other thing. And then you do go into the third round when your bigger sides come in, and you know, City will be really praying that Bolton knock us out because otherwise there's a big risk that they'll draw us and and lose the grip. Four years they've won this in a row now, and they will not want to play us. You know, and, and funnily enough about that, I asked Paul last week, would he prefer a big club or a little club at home? A big club for the finance or a little club so we can progress? And do you know what? We've pulled it. We've bought a family. We've pulled yeah. not a big club. We've pulled a little club where we can beat. Uh, <laughs> but they're local rivals, so we're going to have a bumper crowd on. So I'll ask that question again when, when we get round to previewing uh, the games. Who, who we want in the final. next round? There's something else that's popped up today. Um, there's been talk of a possible return to either us or Bolton for James McLean. Uh, he's been frozen out at Stoke City due to playing in... Uh, an international game when he was supposedly in, uh, injured. He's not gone down well at the club. They've had him training with the under-23s. They said he can go. There's been no interest apart from two clubs looking to bring him in on loan, us being one, Bolton being the other. Good addition for this level? 
not gonna, I can't see that happening, to be honest. I think th- this seems to ring a bell. We've had this discussion before somewhere. I just think in a deja vu about talking about how high his wages would be. I can't see it myself personally, but I'd have him back. I, I think he's a good good player. He's something different though. I don't think we've got that that direct winger he'll try and get to the byline. I think we have that type of player really. You know, I know Kieran Crompton loves that that player, doesn't he? He gets gets right to the line and crosses it in. You know, he's very direct, doesn't always put the best ball in, does he? But he's a workhorse as well, isn't he? And you know, if you're if you're a left back playing behind him, you know, you'll 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 be quite happy because he'll put his shift in. So I'd welcome him back. I just can't see it. I just think the wages are going to be too high, personally. Yeah, unless uh, you know Stoke really wants shot of him, and you know they'll they'll pay half of them or, or yeah, whatever, possibly. Or maybe yeah. I don't know what his contract length is. Um, a year. He's got a year left. A year left. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you'd think you'd, you'd think, wouldn't you, that a side somewhere else in the Championship wouldn't? You know what I mean? He's been a regular, hasn't he? For Stoke for the last three years, he's a regular for Republic of Ireland. He's won the Player of the Year a couple of times. Republic of Ireland Player of the Year. So you'd think that he possibly could still get another Championship team, but you know sometimes they've got to start somewhere. These rumours, haven't they? And we'll see if they solidify over the next uh, few days. But okay. I can't see it personally. Right. Okay. We got. Uh... Wickham Wanderers, which is what this podcast is about, previewing that game, coming to town on Tuesday evening. League One, they're top of the table. They've had two wins so far. The first opening game of the season, they beat Accrington Stanley. And then on Saturday, they went to Cheltenham and got a very uh, commendable 3-1 away win. Scored by Ollie Pendlebury, two goals there. I watched them on Quest, two cracking goals. So they started off pretty, pretty well. Uh, the referee is Anthony Bacos from Carlisle. Uh, he's refed us twice before. Uh, Northampton at home a few years ago, booked Sammy Morse. And last season, he was in charge of the MK Dons game when we beat them 3-0. He has, Paul, he has a Wigan Athletic love factor of 100%. He's had us for two games when we've won them both and haven't conceded a goal. So I'm banking on this. He's refereed Wickham once. And it was back in 2018, they won 2-1 when they were in League 2. League 2, what's, what's League 2? Oh, never been there for a while, have we? Anyway, they beat Chesterfield 2-1 back then. Anthony Bacos. Wickham Wonders, what do we make of them? A brilliant story for me. I think I think from where they've come from, I think when Ainsworth took over, you know, they, they, they almost got relegated out of the Football League. Um you know, he's assembled the squad on a very, very low budget. Um, arguably a little bit fortunate uh, to go up as, as they did in the end with the points per game ratio. But even so, they still had to be up there to get that. Uh, and then, you know, they almost stayed up. I mean, the, possibly possibly the, the, the smallest club to play in the, in the league since, certainly since Yorville, I would say. And they, you know, they gave a really good fight, and uh, some would argue that maybe Derby should have got that points deduction, and they'd still be in the championship. I think I really rate the manager Ainsworth. I think he's done really well. Um, you know, he's he's built a team, quite a lot of young players, but you know, obviously he's now got the the addition of uh, Sam Vaux as well, which uh, was a surprising for me. He was a seven million pound player um, a couple of years ago when he went to Stoke, so. 
scored bags of goals at championship level. Um, so I think he's a really good signing. Uh, I'm not sure if they've still got Akin Fenway or not. I've not checked. Yeah, he's a he's a strong lad, isn't he? <laughs> you won't want to play centre half against him. You know you've been in a game then. Well, yeah, yeah, credit to them really. I mean, I've you know I, I, I like clubs like that. I like those stories really of um, the underdog doing well. Um, but obviously, I don't want them to do well on Tuesday night. They play with wing backs, Paul. So Kai Kai is uh, you know a good Championship level player. He's he's in there, and they've got this uh, young lad busting through, nineteen-year-old Ollie Pendlebury. They're going to be a threat, aren't they? Yeah, I, I mean, you can tell they're going to be a threat. They play two-one-two, but in, they've not yet kept a clean sheet. You look at our forward line, and we've got a threat all across it. You've got a backers, haven't you? After after winning like that on on Saturday, you've got a backers. I, I mean, I, I don't care who you're up against; they're still in your division. You know, they might have just come down, but you know, <clears throat> let's have, let's have a let's have another one nil, another late winner. Yeah, well, before we do the predictions, uh, just trying to do a couple right, of things. <laughs> uh, we played we played Wickham. We've only played them sixteen times in the years. Two of them were in the FA Cup. Uh, we've won ten, drawn four, only lost two. Last time we met was in the two thousand and two three season, which was a good season for us. Uh, we did the double over them, three uh, 0 home win, two 0 away win. The game that stands out for me was the opening game of the season back in nineteen. What was it? Nineteen ninety eight, seven, eight season when Brendan O'Connell made his debut. Uh, Scott Green as well. I think David Lee in that game. And we beat them five two, and Brendan O'Connell scored scored an hat trick. And I thought, what a play we've got here. And then he got injured, didn't he? And never played again. That's right, yeah. I think, I think to be honest, it was pretty much downhill after that for that season, if I remember rightly, under John D. And it wasn't wasn't a great season uh, after what was a very promising promising start. Um, first season back at that level, wasn't it? After um, after we won the title, the third division title. Um, but yeah, um, it's been a long time since we've played them. I don't know if we've played... Have we played them in the Cup since? Or? No, no. The last last meeting was in the league in, like, yeah. it's nearly 20 years ago now, isn't we it? We've played them in the Cup, though, haven't we? We've played them yeah. in the Cup. Yeah, we played them in the Cup um, back in... Back 99, was it? 2000, it was. Uh, we, we drew at those and, and then beat them. Beat them here, 2-1. Good record, really, isn't it? I'm just looking at your uh, your agenda here. You know, we've, uh, we've, only, we've only lost one, haven't we? Two. We've lost two, two defeats. I said that about two minutes ago. Oh, sorry about it. I've not <laughs> scrolled. Back. I've not scrolled down far enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With two happened. defeats, it, it, it doesn't matter what you've done previously, does it? It's what you do on on, on uh, Tuesday that counts. So, Paul, we'll start with you some predictions. We've already said one nil. Can we get you to change your mind? Are you going with that? If you was, if I give you hundred quid to put a bet on at ten to one, would you go one nil, one one, two one, two nil, three one? What would you go? It's not your money, but you can make some serious cash. What would you go? Right, so, so now you're looking for a prediction that I think is most likely to happen without any blinkers on. Um, I, I'll go nil nil in that case. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, um, and Adam, same with you. Yeah. Hundred quid of my money here for you. Yeah, I think I think what we've got um, you've got to remember is you look, I mean I looked at that bench yesterday and bearing in mind you know we've got we've still got a couple of injuries but 
let's hope Robinson's fit. But if he is, then we can rotate it a bit. You know, we have got options uh, to to rotate it a little bit, freshen it up a bit. I'm not as convinced that Wickham do. So I I, I think that we might might win this one 2 now. The first win of the season uh, on Saturday and took a little bit of pressure off. I think we're going to come into this, like you said, we scored a last-minute winner, very buoyant. And they've played nobody. They've played Accrington and Cheltenham. They're not, you know, they're not the teams who were predicted to struggle this season. I think they both will. They drew at Exeter in the League Cup and they only went through on penalties. Uh, and Exeter's been awful this season. They're struggling down at the bottom of League Two. I think we're going to beat them 3 0. You heard it here first. We're going to Athletic 3, we'll come under as nil. I'll be going for a more positive result than me. That's the one. Right. Anyway, um, we'll find out. We'll find out on Wednesday when we reconvene uh, for a full house to look back on the on the Wickham game and we'll be looking forward to Charlton Athletic down at the Valley. So on that note, it's Sunday tea time. Let's go and get that roast on. Up the ticks. Up the ticks. I've, I've got a lamb roast on. 